G'day everyone and welcome to episode 19 of From the Spot. I'm here with the lads on a an overcast Friday. I thought it was going to rain earlier. Unfortunately, you know, at work it didn't. Um, weekend's finally here. How are we, boys? Hey, Jaden, how are you going? Uh, my week's been pretty good so far. Um, it was good to watch the Champions League this week. And yeah, as I said, so far so good. Came for the weekend, so... What, what about you, Dylan? How you going, mate? Me, yeah, I'm good, man. Um, I was... I was I apologize to everyone. I missed out on the last app. That's because I was at TAFE. I had some really um I had some tests to catch up on, which was um pretty sucky. Um, but all good now. I'm keen to get back into it. Cam, how are you? Yeah, bro, I'm good. And like Jaden said, it was looks like it was gonna rain today for a little while, which I was getting quite worried because I was outside for most of the morning. But uh, I didn't get hit, thankfully. And Dylan, look, mate, I don't think there's any need to apologize, but I'm yeah. I'm glad <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, um, I'm glad that you cleared it up. Uh, no, Jayden, it sounds like uh, you're you ready to get into it, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm keen to get into it. Kemi, um, mate, I'm always outside, so whenever it rains, it's good, you know? Yeah. It can't work. Um, and I still get paid for it, so it's not a bad thing. Um, I think we just get straight into it, boys. No delaying it. Um, first of the English teams, first up, we got Chelsea over Malmo. One nil, boys. Um, Kemi, mate, what did you think of? I know you don't like Chelsea, so I'm going to get it out of the way first. What did you think of the game? Yeah, well, I said on the Premier League podcast, I think it was two episodes ago. I think that it was good to see uh, Ziyech back in the side yeah. for Chelsea, and Ziyech is a uh, Chelsea player that I can definitely get around. I know there's not many really? left on their there's not many left on their roster, Jaden, that I do like. So. Um, that's obviously a big thing. But look, I, obviously he's got the goal, but I thought he had a good performance. And um, although that Malmo, you know, they looked quite hard to break down. They didn't have any of the ball. Um, they, I thought they defended quite well. Uh, but I mean, full credit to Chelsea taking three points away. But I think at the end of the day, I think Tuchel probably could have expected more than the one goal. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, it was it was a close game, like in terms of, like you said, Malmo defended so well. It was like, are they going to actually get the goal? You know, it, it looked for a while like it might not happen for him. And, you know, credit to Callum hudson Adoy because that was that was some assist, you know. Um, but like we say all the time, it's like Chelsea, Liverpool, City. Chelsea have proven that they're going to, like, no matter what, they can grind out them hard wins. And, and that's what they did today. It was ugly, but an ugly win is better than a beautiful loss. That's my motto. Isn't that right, Dill? Yeah, mate. <laughs> no, um, it was good. Good from Chelsea. Um, they absolutely dominated this game, despite coming off a four-nil win last time against them. They only got the one goal here. Um, rotations once again, we've seen a lot of that. Um, Ruben Loftus Chief, Loftus Chief, is that his name? Yeah, uh, I yeah. suck at saying names. Um, yeah. So he, I don't think he started a Champions League game in six years. Um, he's come here and he's actually, I, I feel like he played a really good game. He was on the ball a lot. He was trying to pivot some good plays through, trying to string some lines together. Um, good game from Chelsea. Yeah, I, I didn't. To be honest, I didn't really catch much of this game. I, I saw they were playing Malmo. Like no disrespect, but I expected it to be a whitewash. But the only thing I saw was probably the goal. And as Jaden said, it was some ball from Hudson Odoi. And yeah, it was a good finish. But I can't really comment too much because I didn't really watch this game. To be honest. Oh, how much better did Ziyech play than Bloody Havertz? He was so much more involved. And James, yeah. going back to the pod a couple couple of episodes ago, you were saying that Havertz is all this, mate. He doesn't get involved at all. They, play, they, they do play completely different roles, though, Dylan, I will say. And 
that's that's not jumping to Havertz's defense because everybody knows that I don't like Kai Havertz. But um, Ziyech sort of has the role as like a Mason Mount when he plays there, and you know, and then obviously when Barkley comes on, it's a little bit different. But um, look, I think he's better than Havertz anyway. But uh, <laughs> I just think that Ziyech, Ziyech is the player that's over the last few weeks, especially with the minutes under his belt, he's he's looked good. He gets so unlucky too with some of his shots, man. Like I just like pray that they keep going in because he just he just pops up all the time. Yeah, definitely a good player. I think um, I'd like to push back on that, Dylan. Havertz is playing as a false nine here, mate. I don't know what you want from him. Like, oh, he, can get, he can pick up the ball, mate. He can get him. Involved. That's not how Tuchel's system plays. So it's, mate. I I get what you're saying, but come on now. Ziyech is good. He was always good, but Cam's obviously going to think he's better than Havertz because he doesn't like Havertz. But he's better than Mount. Havertz is better than Mount. You can't get up Havertz for not being influential in a game, like influential in quotation marks, when he's playing as a false nine and bloody Chelsea have 73% of the possession and set their back. Dylan, I'd like to, uh, with that, with Jaden coming at you, I'd like to formally welcome you back to the podcast of From the Spot. <laughs> Bro, he come at me. He come at me first. Yeah. That's shocking. See, I can, see, just quickly, I can actually defend Dill a bit here. I feel like Havertz could have, he's a player that he wants to be on the ball at all times. So I can understand why he played that false nine to be able to pull strings in there. But at the end of the day, they got three points and that's all that matters, I guess. Well, if over 70% possession and like 22 shots or something like that, you'd think he'd get yeah. around it more. Yeah, true. Yeah, but if you watch like, and obviously, Dill, I understand that you wouldn't have watched the whole game, um, and that's fine. I watched a lot because, of it. Yeah, that's fine. But if you look at it right, City, a, a lot of the the ball that Chelsea had right, it's a, it's around their midfield, their centre mids, their two centre mids. Yeah, their wing backs and their centre backs. The front three didn't really touch it all that much. So I mean, I I wouldn't like. It's not like we can say, oh, Ziyech touched the ball all this. You know, he didn't touch the ball all that much either. Yes, he got the goal, but Havertz, which was my original. Yeah, but okay, I think that's enough, Jane. That's enough. Oh, mate, I think we move on to him. Better be his people. I think it's Atlanta United. Yeah, I mean, so United United fans, I hope you know. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to talk about this first. Someone else can go. Oh, what a game of football! I'll okay. get it out of the way. It was okay. definitely not a game of football. We sucked. <laughs> Genuinely, it's like, bro, if that was right. Zapata could have put Atalanta 5-0 up in the first half, at the very least. And if it wasn't for Eric Bailly somehow pulling out a wonder a wonder game, like defensively he was really good recovering, you know, we could have easily been down 5-0. We sucked. Genuinely. Well, that's, now, that's now five out of our last seven games where we've actually conceded first. Well, we yeah, do that yeah. a lot. Um, we, we have conceded first a lot, even in the yeah, last Because we're complacent. Years. Yeah, we do. But, that, but it's even right. I was at, you, know what, you know where we're at, right? I was mad that Ronaldo scored the second goal. I was so mad. Was I. Like, I, was I, was like, I was fuming. I was pissed off. I reckon it shouldn't have stood because, like, it did hit the referee. And doesn't matter where the ball is in the field, the game's gonna stop. So I, I don't know what happened there. It's just that's my opinion. And it's I a drop think, ball. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, I oh, sure they stopped the game, but they didn't. And then Ronaldo hits that. Like, it would have stopped the flow of the attack. Can we talk think, about how the refereeing was this round? Yeah. Yeah, there was a few. Um, few that wasn't that... a red. Felipe, that wasn't a red. You know, yeah, they're getting pissed off that he's not coming back, but that's not a red. This shouldn't have been allowed as a goal. The refereeing's yeah. been horrible. Yeah. Well, well I, I think Adelanta played really well. Like, their home yeah. crowd sounded unreal when I was watching it. This is the game that I watched that morning. And then to see 
you down two one, and he brings on Matic for Pogba. Like you think Pogba's not playing in the Prem for three weeks, you give him the full nine in the Champions League. He's more of an attacking threat than what Matic is. Yep. It would have made sense for him to take off Scott McTominay being on a yellow card and exactly swap him with a simple right. play. So that's I, I don't know why. Brings on that. brings on Donny for five minutes, and he has a good play in that goal, that last goal. So yeah, I, I can I can agree to that. I don't know how he's not playing. I think he he starts for any other team right. in Europe. He's so much better than Freddie McTominay and Matic. Bro, it's, I'm telling you now, Matic got an assist against Tottenham. Ollie thinks, yep, that's him. That's he's killed yeah. it. He's so he's attacking because he got an assist. <laughs> he's our best can we've got. Yeah, that's what he that's what he thinks. That's how bad Ollie was. And you know, Atalanta are still missing key players. They've got a central defensive midfielder, Martin Darone, who got relegated with Middlesbrough in like 2018, 2019. Playing centre back against Marcus Rashford, and we still couldn't do anything. Marcus yeah. Rashford looked slow though. He didn't we, look on the pace. We sucked, and yeah, he we rushed back Varane. He rushed back Varane, got injured yet again. We now we have Yeah, that's that's massive for this week's game against City as well. Plus, I want to say like, I think he's Rashford can't start this weekend. I, I think he's got to start with Sancho and Cavani. He's, he's got to play that two up front against Man City. That's my opinion anyway. He'll play Ronaldo and Cavani. He's got to. Yeah, without a doubt. Kemi, mate. What do you think, Cameron? Kemi, mate, what are your thoughts on the United Atlanta game from a Man City point of view? I think that you hit on the nail on the head, Jonesy, when you said about Pogba. He, uh, I think that he's out in the Premier League. He's not available for selection, so playing for 90 minutes. He, um, I think that was a big thing. I think 20 minutes without him, I think they definitely could have probably got more than what they did out of that game. But, I mean, you boys are right. They sucked. And Zapata was very unlucky. I wouldn't wait say unlucky, but he, he should have put Atlanta probably three or four up in the opening stages. Um, but look, it's just another game where Ronaldo to the rescue. I mean, it was good to see uh, Donny get some minutes. And you're right, Dylan, he did have a hand in that goal too. So hopefully we see a bit more po- uh, positivity surrounding his minutes moving forward. But uh, yeah, for me, it's just frustrating because... It's just another game where Ronaldo saves United and it's just really, really annoying as a neutral player to to see that. Yeah, well, you said Zapata played good. How good did Zappa Costa play? Yeah. He he was on the ball so much and he was just carving up that right flank. He was unfortunate not to get more minutes at Chelsea, to be honest. Yeah. He played, he played so well. I think that was a... You know, Atalanta played really well. You know, Lewis Muriel coming off injury. He's still coming back. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Just to add one more, uh, that Coop Miners plays Atalanta. Yes. He gets on the ball so much and he just controls the whole whole game, I reckon. It was he a was great a... signing from PSV. Wow, what a player. His brother plays PSV as well and he's very similar. So I'm surprised yeah. he to you. Know, speaking, of, speaking of family, I actually read a, a post today. Donnie, Donnie is expecting a, a baby yes. with his partner. Now, um, <laughs> I, know I, just read, I just read that his date, like his partner is um, Bergham's daughter. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, I said that starting that about, about six months ago. Yeah. That's that's I never even knew that at all. That's pretty crazy. Someone so what, someone said um name him Donnie so he doesn't get played. <laughs> yeah. So what? So what? What you're trying to say, Cam, is that Donnie's getting more action off the field than what he is on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah. So, something something like that. Uh, <laughs> well, he's got that much spare time on his hands, considering he doesn't play. <laughs> Anyway, we'll we'll move on before this before we lose our uh, our PG rating here. So, <laughs> um, Jaden, do you want to take us to the next one, mate? Yeah, mate. We um got City Bruges up next, 
and I like. I haven't got too much to say. It's just usual city dominance. You know, they they can still rotate their squad a little bit, but they they mate they handle their business. They really should have had more goals earlier. Um, if we're being honest, I think it could have ended up six one. Like, Ken Solo hit the post. Um, oh, there was another moment. I think it was a one on one, and and the keeper would have a good save. And it's it, it's just for me watching that game back. I just thought that City could have easily had four in the first half, at the very least. And should have should have dominated a little bit more in that first half, but the whole game they just dominated. Yeah, I feel bad for Club Bruges because whenever they did go on the attack, they actually looked quality. If they if they had some possessions, they weren't actually versing like this dominant city that maintained so much possession. I feel like they would have got a lot, lot more goals. Watching the first half because I was kind of flicking for a little bit, and like the first half, I wasn't really convinced with Man City's first half, but I think Pep would have got to rock it up them in the. At half time, and then obviously the second half they come out and scored three goals. But yeah, that first half, I don't think, especially against Club Bruges, you would have expected a lot more. But I don't know. That does come down to Club Bruges' performance. I think the first half they were very compact and pressed on the counter. So that's what made the second half open up a bit more. So well, they, got really lucky, they got so lucky with that first goal. Genuinely, like it, yeah. it's a freak goal, right? And Bruges really didn't have anything else other than that. Like, I, I, don't, I will say, I, and I think, I, I don't think you're right at all when you said business as usual for City because it definitely wasn't business as usual. The first 45 minutes was contested, and I know that City attacked much more than Bruges did, but Bruges defended exceptionally well. And this is what happens when City play teams that get in this block and try to hit on the counter. And, and this year, we have struggled to break teams like that down. Crystal Palace, um, Southampton, uh, West Ham in the Cup, I mean, they're teams that have set up similar ways and, and we haven't been able to score any goals. And this is exactly what happened with Bruce in the first half. The second half, the second 45 minutes was much better and we were much more clinical, but I don't think you take anything away from Bruce. And this is as a city supporter, you don't take anything away from Bruce in that first 45 minutes because they were, although they, they sucked going forward. Um, I mean, electric on the counter-attack, yes, but they sucked going forward with chances. But yeah, I, I, I still think, you know, Bruce's manager is going in a half-time thinking he'd possibly get something out of this game, like Jones had said. I don't think they defended well at all. You created four big chances, like big chances in that first half alone. It's just poor finishing, which was the the um, the story, you know, of, of the season at the moment. At times, you've had poor finishing, like Jesus at the end there, right? Probably should have put that away. I think it's very, very easy. I think it's very, very easy to say when when City have chance after chance after chance, which is what we create, and that's what Pep's system is. I think if you don't go into halftime three or four up, I think it's very, very easy to say that it's missed chances. But it's not missed chances. It's because teams can defend well, and I think the pressure goes a long way, especially when you're a small striker, Foden, Gabriel Jesus, those sorts of players. You know. You know, pressure can do a lot to, to strikers like that. And I think that when they miss chances, it's not just necessarily because they suck. It's because the teams are well, uh, they defend well under, with pressure. So yep. I think that's what Bruce did. And that's just like, like I said, first 45 minutes, I don't think you say it, take anything away from Bruce. I, don't, I just think that you're trying to give credit to a team that doesn't deserve it. Because I don't think that, I think that City, yes, that the whole game they dominated, but they don't, they, they shouldn't have had. Bruce shouldn't have had any light in that first half. They played horribly. There was four big chances created, like one-on-ones, sliced them open all the time. And it was just poor finishing. You know, I don't think that Club Bruce deserved it, as you say. But 
I mean, we both had different takes on the game, so that's going to happen. Um, Dill, mate, what did you make of it? Me, yeah, I think I said it at the start. Um, I think that Club Rouge, when they actually got the ball, they looked pretty promising, but because City just drained them of the ball so much, they um they couldn't do much, and it does explains the scoreline four one. Just City just dominating in possession. Yeah, which is fair enough. I'm all meant on on our point. Um, like, what do you think? Do you do you think that Club Rouge deserved any respect or? Um, I'm actually with Kemi here. I fit like although they had those good chances, Jaden. They did defend well. They um they were compact. They were very compact. And they saturated the ball a lot with their players. And um, it's respect to them for only going there. Was it 1-0 at halftime? One, one all at halftime. One all, one all. Yeah. And that was that was Foden. Um, he um anticipated that like shot type thing and he got on the end of it. That was that was good from Foden. It shows that he's grown as a number nine as well, which is good. Yeah, I think I said that. Um, I think I was speaking to you yesterday. I, I, I think I, I said it. Came back. No, mm-hmm. I said that Phil Foden is looking like a really good striker. Yeah, no, he is. I still would rather him be playing yes, in the middle. Yes, because that's what Dill said. He's like, wouldn't you prefer him as 10? And 100% you would. You know, he's creative-wise, he's so good. And and if you throw him with Kevin De Bruyne, you know, you have probably the best midfield in the league, in the world, you know. Cam, uh, what's wrong with Foreign Torres? He did Torres. He hurt his, I think it was his ankle or his calf yeah, in, the, uh, in the League Cup game, last rotation of the League Cup. Yeah. Um, I believe, I believe that he's, Back to fitness now because I saw photos and stuff of him in training and he was included in the Premier League squad. So I'm not I'm not sure. Sorry. I'm That's not good sure. because he was fire and having Phil Foden behind him would be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's the story, as Jade mentioned before, like it's the story of City's season about the strike and it comes down to finishing chances and stuff. But I want to, I've noticed this year with City, they either score no goals or score four or five. There's no in between. So I think it just comes down to like whoever's better on the day. So as you said, Jade, I think. In the Premier League and going forward, progressing in the Champions League, where it becomes tighter, you're playing against your Bayerns, PSG. I don't know PSG like they're playing against those teams later on in the tournament. It will come down to like who's going to score more goals. And that, I think right now, against same example, they come up against Bayern. I don't believe City have a chance in being able to keep Bayern out as well as trying to outscore him in a way. Well, this is this is the positive for City at the moment, and this is why it's and and you know even for Liverpool, this is why it's so crucial to to make sure that you do win your games. Because at the moment, you know, City can afford to rotate a bit. Liverpool have already been, have already made it through. Liverpool have already made it through. They can rotate their squad. And that helps them in the Premier League because they're going to have full strength size because they don't have to start their best players. And that's How scary. How scary is it seeing on the City bench having like the Bruin and Sterling warm up while well, you're playing? Like, if we're being honest, I think at the moment, you know, when you when you look at it, right, and obviously we've got Fred McTominay starting, but it's like our bench is sort of similar. It's not as good. Don't get me wrong. It's not as good. because our bench is starting. Great. That's the problem. Yeah, but Sancho hasn't been great. Van der Beek hasn't, like, hasn't had time. But, like, if you look at our bench, quality-wise, it's like there's a lot of teams at the moment with a lot of depth. Same with Chelsea. You know, even Liverpool. You know, they got they, they don't have the best depth, but they're bringing on, like, Firmino and that. It's, it's, yeah. scary. it's scary, honestly. Um, and with that, we'll move on to Liverpool Atletico. Uh, great transition there, you know. Jonesy, um, I'll let you take the reins, mate. What were your thoughts? Uh, so I actually messaged Cam. I think it was the night before the morning of, and he asked me how I felt about the game. And I said, I woke up feeling very confident. I was like, Look, I think we're going to take three points today. And we did. But I was obviously a bit sceptical because of what happened last time. And you've, you've always got to be wary of like going up 2-0 against Atletico. Like, look what happened last game. 
But I want to as much as we played good in the first half and stuff. I think the second half, like, we definitely just tried to control the game, and it was one of those games where we got the luck of the bounce. I think like they had like Suarez scored that deflection, but it was offside. It was just one of those games where everything went our way. And I will say like that red card wasn't a red card. That definitely changed the game like big time. But I, I reckon this Atletico side or any Simeone side, he can, he's the best 10-man playing team I've ever seen. He still plays very good football with 10 men on the, on the park. They took a um, – I feel like this wasn't their full-strength side either. They're obviously missing Griezmann for suspension. Like they just did – they missed a lot of players that I thought would have played, to be honest. But once again, can't be, can't be upset with three points against Atletico and the fact that we qualified. I never would expect this to be four wins from four. So, what about you, Cameron? What's your idea on this game? What about you, Cameron? What about am I, Ross? Am I in trouble, mate? Am I in trouble? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I know. I've called him Cameron my, uh, a long time. My my mum calls me Cameron when I'm in trouble. So, nah. yeah, um, yeah, you're you're in trouble, mate. Um, look, Milani's uh, anyway. Well, yeah, <laughs> shut up. I'm sure, I'm sure, sure we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, I wasn't too sure about the red card. Honestly, I didn't watch this game live, and I have to, I have to message one of my mates that's a that's a diehard Liverpool fan and, and ask him about the card because all I saw um, in the articles and, and news reports and stuff after it was that he got a red card for not approaching the referee. But obviously, yeah, um, that's the only thing I thought of. We've worked out now that that's not because of that, but I don't think it's a red card anyway. I think the referee just had the shits with him and just upgraded it. Yeah, um, for sure. But, um, look, in terms of the game. I was pretty disappointed with the way uh, Simeone set up Atleti because I thought that being the coach that Simeone is, being back having back-to-back fixtures, and I know I said this the last Champions League uh, pod, I thought that Atleti were going to get something out of that. And I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't because obviously it puts Milan in a, um, in a, in a bad spot with Liverpool topping the group and there's only one spot remaining. So, um, yeah, look... Uh, like you said, James, you wouldn't have expected Liverpool to go four from four and be sitting at 12 right now. So um, good job to them. It looked like um, Atletico were missing Griezmann quite a bit. And it's fair enough because he started every game. You know, it, it's, when you're missing such a crucial part, like a crucial cog in your in your system, it's, it's tough to bounce back from that. And there weren't really too many positives to take away from the game for Atletico. Um, like I thought that even with 10 men, yes, they did play well, but... There was nothing they can do. I thought Liverpool were better than they were against Brighton in terms of keeping the ball. Their, their ball retention was so much better, and I think Klopp would have definitely stressed that. Um, I thought Ox had a better game. You know, he played pretty poorly in the second half against Brighton, but redeemed himself. And, I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold, like, is there any better right back in the world, you know, going forward at the moment? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. He's been considered the best right back in the world, but can't defend. Weird, eh? <laughs> weird, so weird. <laughs> he doesn't even make the the um, England squad because of that. Nah, he should play right wing and be a freak. <laughs> I've always said he should be a, a midfielder, to be honest. Yeah, six. Uh, Dill, mate, what what are your what are your takeaways from the game? Well, I feel like Jurgen's Jurgen Klopp's a happy man. I think he, I think he's loving it because every single person that he changes, like rotates, like Simicast played great. The midfield, yeah. every yeah. single person that comes into that midfield is so well drilled and can play that role so well. Like, it's it's just fr- like frightening how many times he can change the positions around and they'll still play how is it they're expected to play. Yeah, I would I would like to to also say welcome back to Fabinho. I thought that that's a big boost for Liverpool. I thought that against Brighton specifically, you know, Fabinho in terms of ball retention is phenomenal. 
And I think that's something that Liverpool have lacked over the last couple of weeks. And to see him back, it's it's good. You know, I think that it's a, it's a big piece of the of the engine for Liverpool. Yeah, well, this year we've seen a lot. The teams that can keep the ball are the teams that generally come away with the results. Um, what, what was that? No, I, was, I just I um agree with you. Oh, okay, sweet. Um, like with like with Mane, I reckon you guys just fire him up for every game. As soon as he got that yellow card, he went on a mad staunch and just he scored yeah. that goal straight after. That was that's pretty cool to watch. Um, I know, that, he, yeah, I know. He, I'm kind of glad he came up at half time. Just because I feel like because he, he was starting to get involved in a bit of like uh, there was there was six yellows and one red so it was <laughs> definitely it was definitely coming if he stayed on I think yeah no it was good though. I'm definitely stoked with the result what do you um what are your thoughts on Minamino what do you think like I don't think he's been up to par since his since his signing you know obviously he was looking like one of those signings where you'd hope for cheap that he would turn into a good player because he was so good at um Salzburg yeah. But, uh, uh, look, I, I, I think he adds a bit of diversity in the midfield. He's, he's a different type of player. He can play midfield or up top. So it's just, yeah, I think it's some added strength to the depth. And oh, like I wouldn't be mad even if he started. Like it just, you feel like he, he he always tries to give 100%. And I think, for example, he played in the League Cup. So he's more of a player to me that gives the first team like a rest. And like you, yeah. you, you know, you're still going to be able to do a job. So for like, what, 7 million? Not, not really mad. So. Yeah, he's definitely starting to blossom into something that I think the next couple of years he'll become a bit more used, I think. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yo. Does anyone realise that Jota looks like Jonesy? He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he does. I'm, I'm kidding. No. I, 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 I was at this when he scored this. Goal, I looked at him from side on angle. I was like, is that Jonesy? <laughs> I will stay on this. He does not look like Jonesy. I don't care yeah, what, what do you think? says. Oh, mate, I think he's a bloody splitting image of Jonesy. No way, bro. <laughs> no way. Mate, the only one that can't see it. I think we might, uh, we, might have to, we might have to put this up on the polls when we do the game day polls. We might have to put this up. <laughs> a uh, selfie of Jonesy and a, and a headshot of Jota. Oh. I reckon it's frightening how much they look. Yeah, no it's, way, it's, bro. They've got the same haircut, same like little um, scrubble beard looking thing. It's, no. it's crazy. Well, no, look, to be honest, I would, I would honestly love to be him because he's playing for Liverpool and he's scoring goals. So he's definitely got it over me. He's right killing now. it, bro. Yeah. yeah, it's good though because last few weeks he hasn't really been scoring much, but la, he's been starting to put some balls in the back of the net. So against United, it was pretty easy. Though. They were nowhere near at the back. So anyway, <laughs> move on. Fellas. Yeah, lucky we're uh, lucky we're on a Champions League podcast. Exactly. I'll be, I'll be racing you, speaking of right. speaking of goals, now I want to talk about Ajax and Dortmund. Now that we get through these European sides, um, we said it, boys. We said it could happen. We said Ajax could win um, away to Dortmund, and they have. Dortmund obviously reduced the ten men quite early in the game, but. Uh, once Ajax get going in that final third, just like I've been saying the last couple of weeks, they're very, very hard to stop. And bang, 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 right at the end there, 3-1 win. What did you guys make of that? I well, Borussia think... Dortmund could only score from a penalty. Yes. They, were, they were outclassed once again, and Haller scored again too. He, he's on fire. He, he's class. I think it's um, six in a row now for him, I think. I think it's seven. I he's got the most in goals in like Champions League history. Like after, He's got nine no, seven goals, two assists. He's got nine. Yeah, something like that. Goals. I'm not sure. It's, it's I, I'm sure he'd be getting close. But yeah, class, class play in front of, in front of. Bro, guys. and their right wing, Anthony, he is wow. so he far. is one to watch. I read, I read something the other day. He's the most informed Brazilian right now. Man, he was something else. Like his yeah. first touch and his vision is just yeah. crazy. It's only matter of time for someone signs him. Like just pretty yeah. handy on and the skills pretty, too, isn't he? He's pretty, pretty, pretty electric with the ball at his feet. I hope he doesn't go to United because he'll just sit there for three years and. True. Pretty big price tag. 
it's harsh to harsh to say that the Dortmund were so dominant, like dominated. Sorry, like were dominated so much when when Hummels was sent off after 28 minutes. You know, I think I don't think it was a deserving red card, and I thought that the game until that point was was it was on a balance beam. You know, I thought it was it was half half either way, and I think that red card kind of changed the balance of the game, and and Ajax definitely took over. And well, initially, Jaden Hummels didn't even walk off because he 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 thought the VAR was yeah. going to, to to downgrade the card. So, exactly, and and me watching it as well, watching it back, that was that was the first game I watched back actually, and and I didn't think it was a red card either. When right. I saw him just stand there and wait for the VAR, I thought, oh, he's going to get off for sure, but. One hundred percent. Do you else. think it? Do you think it was more like the intention? As much as he didn't get the player, the way f- I, I, to be fair, I, I don't agree with it either. But I'd, you got to look at both perspectives. Like the ref seeing him fly in with like such force, it, it's more of a if he caught him. But the thing is, you don't you don't send players off like that. It's only honestly, Jonesy. Honestly, I think it's just it's got to do with where the ref's standing. I think if he's yeah. if he's standing side on, I don't think it's a red card. And I think yeah. if, I think- if Hummels if Hummels approaches from the side, I don't think it's a red card either. But he was he was standing obviously right right in front of it, literally directly in front of it, and I think he already had to see was the studs. Because all you're seeing is his legs come straight through the back of him. I mean, whether I, your studs are showing or not, it's yeah. yeah. I hate intention, genuinely. Yeah. I think it's the dumbest rule ever to see intention. It's like yeah, like you're you're seeing someone come like studs up, right? It like like really high. Fair enough, intention, yeah. sure. But if it's like he's coming in hard to win the ball, intention does not mean a thing. Yeah. He wasn't like Hummels. Going in for a challenge, he's not going to come in soft, mate. No, that's right. Exactly right. Imagine your coach every week. All right, boys, please go in soft, and then hopefully we don't get sent off. Imagine that every week. Bro, no, where's, I think, where's um, Harlan? He's injured. He's, he's got a he's got a hit problem. Like, that's yeah. that's another thing I want to add too. So they're missing Harlan, and they're missing their like, first team keeper. So that that clearly makes an impact on these games, especially going at ten men. They still went up though. It was weird to watch that because I was thought, oh, maybe Dortmund's going to try and part the bus and just try and get a point. But credit to Ajax. They're definitely left it a bit later than usual. But, yeah, once again, they're flying as well. I, think I love they're that manager. As well. they're I love that manager. That, they're the other team that's qualified, hey, on that day. So, no, yeah. I, I think that, yeah, on that day, um, because I'm yeah, pretty four sure teams now. Lions now qualified yeah. and Juventus are now qualified. Yep, yeah, that's correct, Jen. Yeah. Well, if, um, I, if I score a pen in this game and then get a red card, I'm I'm playing two banks of four and a one, like just one striker. Yeah. Which I think it's sort of what they did. I mean, they still wanted to go for it. So, um, but yeah. as we move on to our next game, before we we do cover this this game, because I want your thoughts on on a certain topic, would like to say um, praise up for Sergio Aguero because he did have that chest problem, looking like he might not ever be able to play football again, depending on the the uh, diagnosis of it. Hopefully he can play again because when he does, he's he's still phenomenal. You know. What was the diagnosis? Uh, we don't know yet. We don't know. You have yet. to wait three months to get a proper diagnosis. Yeah, that's yeah. why we said like depending on the diagnosis, like he might not be able to play again. Um, now, Xavi is ninety percent confirmed to be the new Barca coach. What do we think of the the team currently and and how they played against you know a, a relatively tough um, Dynamo Kiev? Um, Xavi coming into Barcelona, mate. It could, it could be good. Yeah, I think they they were trying so hard to get forward. Like they they had a lot of shots, but Dinamo Kiev did as well. So it was definitely like a end-to-end game in a way, as much as at the end of the game, like they definitely dominated in possession. But good goal by Ansu Fatty. It was a yeah. tight, tidy finish. And in terms of Javi, I, I think right now it's most likely the best possible appointment. 
just because he's Barca through and through. I feel like he'll be that one club, one club coach. I know he's coaching guitar, but he's now at Barca. I think he's sat there for a long time, if it all works out. So I think they, they're a coach that they'll definitely get behind. And in the future, I see it working out. I think he's, because he's obviously come through the Barca Academy, as I said, he's probably the best possible bloke to, to be there. So, what about you, Cameron? What are your thoughts? I said Cameron, Cameron again. again, mate. again. What, what have I done? What have I, I said done? one at training just, and he like, looked at me. I can't get my line off my head, bro. So you, you oh, we'll have... cover it next, mate, just for you. We'll cover, we'll cover it next. <laughs> cover it next just for you. Uh, in terms of Shabby Jaden, I, I think that out of all of the new quote-unquote club hero managers that teams have appointed over the last probably three or four years, that being obviously Ollie, Lampard, Rooney, you know, the list goes on everywhere around the world at the moment. Um, I think that Xavi would be out of all the, all of those players, F, sorry, out of all of those X players would be the most likely to succeed. Yeah. I think the Barca fans have a lot of respect for someone like Xavi. And I'm not, that's not saying that they didn't for Komen, but Xavi is much more modern. Uh, in yeah. terms of in terms of Bas in of the involvement in Barca's success, so I think the sky is the limit for Barcelona once Xavi comes in, and I think they will be a genuine threat at least in the La Liga. I don't know how they'll go against teams like Bayern, uh, Chelsea, City. You know, teams that can attack just as well as they can. Uh, but but let, let's just see what happens. But my initial reaction would be yes, that's a good signing. Bring Xavi in. In terms of the I game, Jaren, I think you covered it. Uh, brilliantly. 1-0 against a, a strong Kiev team, but uh, Ansu Fatty back on the score sheet again. It's, it's a good one to watch. Bro, they look dangerous on the counter. Kiev. No, Kiev. Oh, I was going to say. Um, yeah, they. I thought Kiev were actually going to take a, a point away from Barca here, but oh, right. credit to, um, to Stegen. I thought he made a couple good saves. Um, as for Barca, I think it's going to take a while for them to rebuild the squad to be what it was. You know, I think Memphis is a great, great signing. You know, they've got a great foundation in Memphis. Fatty, Usman, Usman Dembele. I think I'm pr- mispronouncing his name there, but it's all right. Um, Frankie De Jong. Frankie De Jong. You know, they've got a young young wing back in Serginho Dest. You know, I think they've got a good foundation. Yeah. And I think, gonna, I think it's just going to take some time for them to, to rebuild it to what it was. I'd be interested to see what he does with Serginho Dest because... Coleman ended up playing him on the wing for the last few yes. games that he was there for. So uh, I think he's a brilliant left back, left or right back. I think he's, you think he's brilliant, but uh, obviously in America he played as a winger. So uh, let's just wait and see what happens with that. How old uh, is Sergio Busquets? Because I used to old, idolize bro. him when Sergio I was younger. Sergio Busquets is old. Like yeah, I used, to, I used to idolize him so much when I was younger and like trying to build my game around him. Well, he hasn't done bad. any good, mate. It makes sense. You <laughs> Damn, I need more energy. Uh, obviously, just joking with you, Dylan. Um, We're not joking. <laughs> I am, Dylan. Love you, bro. <laughs> uh, okay, Jonesy, go on. Have your have your spotlight. What do you want to say about this this group game, Milan and Porto? What do, What do you think? Well, I'll call you Cam from now on because I'm starting to feel sorry for you, mate. <laughs> they tried really hard. I think. Um, they didn't play too good. I, th- I thought they would have played a bit better being at the San Siro, but Porto still had a lot of chances in the first half. And I was praying for you, mate. I really was. I was. I, yeah. Oh, mate, I just think it's a, such an uphill battle now and you've got to have results going your way. And Look, I'm not going to write it off because anything can happen. 
So I'm just going to remain hopeful for your sake. And it's weird because they're going so good in the league, but in Champions League, they're just not, it's not clicking. Yeah, we're ten. We're unbeaten in the league. Ten wins and one draw in CBR, yeah. but obviously we can't can't buy a win in the in the Champions League. Honestly, I I um I love the positivity, Jonesy. I really really do. But I think that right now we're probably focused on just trying to lock that Europa League spot down. You're in the yeah. I think I think realistically it's going to be Atleti, but you just hope that um that Porto can just continue to drop points and Milan can can hopefully sneak in there and win win the next two from two. I mean, obviously unlikely, yeah. but with a with a side coming. Um, to the zero, uh, Klopp, you'd 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 uh, assume that Klopp would leave players in England, yeah. considering yeah, they're yeah. already through. So, I mean, there's, there's a slight chance we could probably make it in the third spot, but let's just see what happens. I think you're in the mud, to be honest. Mine's in the mud, mate. You got no own goal. I thought it was the last time I'm driving out of the mud. Like, with from um, yeah. from Mbemba, the uh, ex Newcastle centre back. Yeah. OGs remember the days he was he was great in like FIFA 15. Yeah, he was a fantastic <laughs> remote Sony. Um it was unreal. I think I think Milan have have some takeaways, you know. I think that they're starting to get a few players back from injury. Obviously still missing Zartan, but you know, I think Milan's one for the future. They got they got a young, young team. You know, Zlatan I think. came on and scored a goal, but it was disallowed because of an offside pass. Yeah, but he's yeah. not starting though. That's what I mean. Like he... When, ideally, you want to fit Zartan starting because he, yeah, he changes sure. the game. So. I do have a question for you. Do you think you've just mentioned about the Europa League spot? Do you think that's kind of a wasteful added game to your fixture? Because if you think is, if you get knocked out of Europe altogether, you just got the Premier League and the Copa Nacional just to focus on. And like, obviously, you want to lock down that Champions League spot again. So, do you think being in you Europa the Premier League? League? He's in the, they're in the Serie A, mate. So the Premier League. Oh, sorry, boys. Uh, Serie A, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Um, yeah, so in terms of that, do you think it's just a like, pointless added game to your schedule? Well, I think that any game that thrives towards a trophy is a game worth playing, right? And it's fortunate that when there's group stages and you've already got a spot locked down, then, then you can talk about, you know, taking a, a less strength side away or, you know, if it drops, if you drop points, doesn't really matter. But I think that in Milan, I mean, Jaden just mentioned that it's a younger squad right now, and it is. And I think that being in three, you know, if say we do go to Europa League, it'd be three competitive competitions. And I think that's good for young for young players right now, especially with the way that we're playing. You know, lots of energy. Uh, you know, we want to take that that approach that we want to win everything. And if the Champions League's not it this year, then Champions League's not it. Really, you don't see Milan winning the Champions League anyway, right? Like, as much as I, I love Milan, we're not going to win the Champions League this year. So, no, you know, and it's, it's, you know, to make to make a couple of knockout stages through the Europa League, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Obviously, as you said, it adds a bit of stress to the schedule. But like I like I said on the other on the side of the coin, mate, it's a young squad, and I think that we should be thriving to do that. So, uh, no, I don't think it's a detriment. I think it's a good thing. Well, let your rotation players be able to have some game time as well. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, all right, lads. Phenomenal. We'll move on to, to goal of the week now. There wasn't too many contenders. You know, I, I, I went a bit um, unconventional. There's another a word for you there, unconventional, uh, for my tip this week. And I've gone with Benzema's second goal. I think that the, the build-up play, Casemiro with a little flick to the sweat, to a, a clean finish, for me, it just... It just screams class, and it's something that I, I really love. You know, I love those team goals. Um, so that's that's my goal of the week, if we're being honest. 
Vinicius Junior's just putting that man on a plate constantly. Bill, mate, what's your what's your goal of the week? Uh, mine, it was rather the Ronaldo one, the last one he scored, the volley type thing, or Fatty. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Fatty one, Fatty's one, because it's just so sensational when it just hits the roof of the net. It's class. I love it. Was a good goal. Yeah. Jonesy, hit us with yours, mate. Uh, I'm going with a different approach this week. I reckon it was the Wolfsburg second goal, Lucas Metcher on the volley, yeah. the roof of the net, and just uh, it was a good finish. But the many behind those three points that uh, that throws a huge spanner in the works for that first and second spot now. So because if Salzburg won that, they'll go through. He's he's they'll, an ex City player too. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was just the way he brought it down, slapped it roof and that. It was just yeah. like a standard striker get like get the hell in the back of the net. So that's my goal of the week. He's been good so far this season, I'll be honest. Yes. Kemi, heads with yours, mate. I am going to go with Ronaldo's first goal off the back of the Bruno back heel. And the only reason I'm going for it was because I love just the, just the build up. I yeah. love love watching teams do that. I love watching teams finishing it off and um yeah, great, great finish from Ronaldo, as you would expect from a spot like that anyway. But, um, yeah, pos- a positive piece Wait, of was play. That the, was that the goal where he's hit it from, like, a negative angle nearly? Like, from the side, like, in line with the keeper pretty much? And he's, like, hit it. Is that that goal? Wait, what he goal? He's talking the about the goal. first one, not not the volley. Not the yeah, volley. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason yeah, Greenwood touched to Bruno. Bruno dropped it off. And yeah, then I'm with Bruno you. slapped it in. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like the, I just like the build-up, and I like watching teams attack like that. And look. It's a it's a positive sign for United, a, a positive piece of play for United in in, in struggling times. So that's um, just Greenwood quit witted passing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good player. We will move on now. What we want to do before the tips is uh, we'll we'll do player of the week for, for, for this week for this uh, match Great. day of the Champions League. Now I'm going to kick us off. Now my player of the week is young Vinny Junior from Real Madrid. Uh, involved in everything going forward, two assists to Benzema. Uh, I think he had probably six or seven shot assists last time I checked. Let me just confirm that for you now. Sorry, five shot assists that Vinny had in that game. Um, yeah, I just think he's playing with a lot of electricity at the moment. And what a turnaround because this time last year he was uh, slipping out of form. So especially in the European competition. So good to see Vinny back at the top. It's good to see. I always love young players getting amongst it. Um, I'll go next. I'll take one. Um, Anthony from Ajax. He um three assists. You can't go. You can't go past him, man. He he was class. So played so well. Yeah, he was good. Jonesy, <clears throat> I'm going to go with pa- Paulo Dybala. I think he oh under this is he, he scored two goals. His first goal was brilliant. He like slapped it into the ground and went in the top corner. Yeah, that great cool. volley. That was that was my second goal of the week. But I think yeah. Under Allegri, he gets such more of a free roam kind of role, and he just picks up the ball in like weird areas. And like, I think yeah, that's obviously him as a player. So I think under previous coaches, he's had too much, too many instructions. And I think this year he's starting to really play very well. And yeah, he's my team. He's my player of the week. Sorry. Well, good pick. I'm, good pick. I only go a different route, right? So I've got three contenders at the moment. Well, here we go. And I'm going all defenders, right? So oh, I've man. got. Joel Matty, I think it's important to note that he, after, you know, can come back, clean sheet against Atletico. And the two from, the other two are from, um, and, you know, obviously this is this is a little biased, I guess, but one was Eric Bailly. I thought coming back, starting his second game of the season against a very strong Atlanta attack was the only reason we didn't concede five. But my choice is going to be Martin Derone from Atlanta, I think, against Ronaldo against Rashford. You know, Rashford's so much quicker than him. He's playing out of position. 
I just loved everything that he he brought to the Atlanta Atlanta defense there, and and so that's my pick. I'm going with a defender. You know, we normally go attackers on this on this podcast, but I'm going with a defender. I'm going to show some love. Fair enough, fair enough. Hey, come on, bro. My pick last last podcast was Gerard PK. Ah, oh, mate, he scored. Doesn't count. <laughs> true, 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 true. Valid point there. Eric Boys, he played really good that game, actually. He did. Bro, I think, I think boys, I will say, they are all very good picks for Player of the Week. So, well done. Mm. Oh, mate, with, with Bae, if he had some, like, game awareness, he'd be another level. He would. Yeah. His, his recovery is great. Um, we'll move on to the tips for the English teams in the, the following week. I think that's after an international – no, it's not. Is it after an international break? Can we? Uh, can yes, we we've got an international break coming up. So, yes, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, it says the 24th of November. So, um, oh, United are playing away at Villarreal. Now, for me, I think that it depends solely on these next coming weeks in terms of result. Because if we lose the City on the weekend, we get a new manager in, you know, he gets a couple of weeks to train his team, you might see us play a little better than we do. But if we keep Oli in charge, I think that we'll lose. Because Unai Emery is a great, great manager. Still? Yeah, well, I think a lot can happen from here to then with United. Like, we might not even have Oli at that stage. Like, he could be he could be gone. Um, it's a long time, Cam. Don't look at me like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm only looking at you like that, bro, because Jaden just said the exact same thing. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm copying what he said. He's reiterating, <laughs> mate. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> no, nah, I'm United. I'm going United for the win here. Fair enough. Yeah, so I think this is going to be a draw again. I think just only the fact that it's going to be in Spain. And there's a lot more going off the field at Man United than what there is on the field. So I think there'll be too much involved and going to Spain. I remember actually after the first round, Jaden, you actually after losing the young boys, you said you'll win your next five games. I'll never forget it because I was like, I said to myself, no, really? they aren't going to win. They're not going to win five. Go back and watch the first episode. As you said, I think we'll cruise through the next, next five games. I said, I don't know. There's, you've got some tough teams in there. That I was before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think right now, I don't see he's going to Spain and getting three points. Neither. So I'm just, I'm just going to say draw. That's a fair shout. We have Ronaldo after all. Kemi? Yeah. Look, I just think United are going to win. It's bullshit because they, they won't deserve to. It's going to be the exact same as every other freaking week in the Champions League. They're going to go Nobody down and Ronaldo's going to... Ronaldo will pull them out of the mud. So I was going to go United because realistically, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, okay, big, big, big game out of this group. Uh, Juventus obviously already qualified. Chelsea, Juventus back at Stamford Bridge in London. Um, I think I don't think Juventus will be a full-strength side. Being already being qualified, uh, they need to pick up points in the Serie A. I'm gonna go Chelsea. Chelsea at the bridge. Ooh. Yeah, I think Cam definitely hit hit nail on the head there. I don't see, as I said, that they've qualified, and there's no reason for them to bring out a full strength side. And then, as yeah, Cam said, there's not they're not going as good in the Serie A as what they'd like to be. So, yeah, I go Chelsea win, but I think it'll be close game still. Yeah, I think you boys hit it on the nail. I'm gonna go Chelsea as well. Hit it on the nail. That's a new one. Hit the, on the, the... the head, Dill. Hit the nail on the head. Hit on the nail. Yeah, hit on the nail. Sometimes you miss and hit the timber. He's hit sometimes, on the nail. Sometimes you miss and hit your thumb and it hurts. Exactly. Oh, early morning, six o'clock in the morning, freezing cold, hit your fast. Yeah. Worst thing ever. You start um, sweating. 
Well, if we're being honest, I wouldn't be surprised to see both teams bring a rotated squad. You know, Chelsea sitting on nine points, Zenit the next closest on three. You know, realistically, if you are Chelsea, you're not too stressed about this game against Juventus. You know, you've got um, you've got Zenit next week, so you just need one point at, at the very least to go through. So I don't think too much. Um, so I'm probably going to go a draw there. So you you're saying that? Jaden, do you think the only reason Chelsea would bring a full-strength side is to try and finish first? Because there's a lot of teams that are, that are good in the finishing second or finishing first. Chelsea come against Bayern in the round of 16. No one wants to do that. So I think they're trying to... It wouldn't surprise me if they played a full-strength side to try and finish first. Now, see, Juventus are uh, um, three points ahead as is right now. Um, yeah. And it'll come down to goal difference. So I think at, at this point, I think it'll do with... It'll have to do with... For Chelsea, they are that good. You know, they are good enough. You know, they've proven that they won the Champions League last year. I don't yeah. think they necessarily care who they come up against because you have to beat everyone anyway. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to come up against your PSG, your Bayern, your Cities eventually. So I yeah. think for Tuchel, I don't think you'll care. Um, PSG would be a treat to us at this stage. That's true. That's not a bad shit. Kemi, City have PSG. I am... Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go PSG... At the Eddie had, because I think that, and you know, Kemi, I don't want you to get too mad, but I don't think, as of right now, that the Eddie had is a fortress. You know, I don't think a lot of teams are scared to go to the Eddie had, in my opinion. Um, There's no fans um, there. Exactly right. Bro, so many free Kemi seats. Had, it's unbelievable. He had, mate. <laughs> um, Kemi's not. Bordeaux has a better. In there, yeah. he's brewing. Um, I'm going to go PSG. However, it, I'm. I do think it could be a draw. You know, I think the city probably won't care too much about the result, in my opinion. Um, Dill? Yeah, well, Messi's still out with knee and hamstring problems. Um, I don't think... playing well. <laughs> well, none yeah. of them are, to be honest with you. I think Mbappe is pretty much the only one still scoring. Um, I'm going to say Man City at home. They've got this in the bag. 3-1. 3-1? Put a score wow. in it. Yeah. Wow. Put a score in it. Fair I, enough. I have, to put a, I have to put a score on real quick. I'm going 2-1 PSG. Just because of the scoring. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, it'll be yeah, this is hard. I think it's a toss of the coin, but I think if Messi's not playing, then obviously City would be stoked. If I was Cameron, I'd be stoked. Um, I'll, I'll say City come away just being at home, and I think they'll win. I'm going one nil. I reckon they'll put the scoring there. Good yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. The boys, the boys. Cammy, <laughs> mate, I love that. We get on here and we, you know, we have a bit of a laugh about United. We cover some Liverpool, but as soon as my team's boys, they laugh, <laughs> about, they laugh at me about City. Nah, um, I think, look, a City win would be brilliant because then we qualify. And that's what we need. I think that we need that morale right now. But realistically, I think this is a draw. And if you, you want me to throw a score in, I think it's one all or two all. Um, let's, wow. Let's wait and see what happens. I mean, we've got really? a really. A long, yeah, well, we've got a long way between now and then, so a lot can happen. Obviously, we've got an international break. We've got a Premier League week, so a lot can happen. And obviously, it gives chan- a chance for Messi to recover with his injuries too. So true, it is a long time, mate. But if Man City win this game, that means they're qualified too with a game in hand. So wait, Cole Palmer's coming on and scoring a bomb against Donnarumma. Bro, you love Cole Palmer. He's not even that good. He's good. He's good. He's called it. All right. We'll, we'll hold you to that. You're acting um, like he's in the same same convo as Foden and he's nowhere near. 
No, bro, he's, he's not. Good. He's he's played. He's he's. I mean, all up in competitive competitions for City, he's played less than ninety minutes. I think so. Yeah, basically, it's better than Phil Foden. Dylan, Dylan's just doing the same thing he does every single week. He jumps on bro, the bandwagon. He and comes on. He just comes so on, gets an assist, then goes back and plays for his under twenty threes, whatever it is, and scores a hat trick. Yeah, and that's probably three or four weeks ago now, Dylan. Mason Mount scores a hat-trick and he's like, oh, Mason Mount's the best young player in the world. Yeah, very reactionary. Anyway. I didn't say best young player. The last English English team featuring this match day would be Liverpool and Porto. Obviously, Porto right now are sitting second in their group. Um, You know, a, a win to a Liverpool side that you'd expect Klopp not to play as a full strength side. Um, would you know that'd do bits for them, especially with Letty having Milan. So I'm gonna go Liverpool, obviously, because that Anfield. But I think if this is a away at Porto in the same sort of situation, I think it's a different story. But Liverpool for me. Yeah, I think yeah, Cam, you pretty much. It's hard to follow up on Cam because he says everything that I want. He's hit on the nail, hasn't he? Yeah, on the nail, on the nail. Then, then it's hit my thumb. But as you said, Cam, I think if we play a second-string side, I think Porto could come away with something here. Even if it be a draw, any point right now is definitely helpful being a second place. And if Porto come out of this group in second, oh, I'm absolutely shocked. Good on them because they deserve it, I think. So I think all around I'm going to go Liverpool win because like, I'm going to be biased. But, yeah, this could go either way just for the rotation of the teams and stuff too. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to go Liverpool as well, boys. You guys sort of covered it all, really. Um, but I think I think Liverpool got this. I um, I have to disagree. I think, like we said, rotate Liverpool squad. I think Porto are gonna gonna need three points here. Yes, it is at Anfield. However, um, Jonesy, mate, f off. Um, <laughs> Timestamp that. Sorry, Cam. I think the Porto will win this game because. I think I think rotating the squad a lot, you know, I think Liverpool won't have a strong enough side to, to compete with a, a Porto team that needs to win, you know. And and I think it all comes down to desperation. So uh, on that Jaden, sorry, I'll stop you there real quick. Yeah, that's all right, mate. So, uh, who who do you reckon they bring in? So like obviously they'll bring like a Regi in. They've got they'll have Oxley Chamberlain playing there as well. Oh mate. I couldn't even tell you. Um I think I think you'll start it depends on who he starts in the in the league. On, on the weekend, I think he could start, or, or the weekend prior to that, you know, he could start um, Firmino or Jota. I would expect Minamino to play Simicast yet again. Probably play Milner at right back if he's back. Kanate, uh, Phillips, maybe. I may, I don't know how how rotated he'll go, but he'll go rotated. Matt yeah. Phillips is a freak. He's definitely not a freak, but he's got a good mug. I'll, t- I'll tell you all, he's got a good mug. We all, we, we had a run and joke. We'd send in mugs of uh, Nat Phillips in our, our soccer group chat. That was pretty funny. Um, it was funny until it filled up everyone's camera roll. Camera roll, everyone yeah, like camera roll. Still doing that. Most, Jones was became amazing. one of the most hated people in coast football. Nat <laughs> <laughs> Phillips, just jealous. He's just jealous. He's a freak. Then, you wish Cam. You wish Nat Phillips played for Milan, mate. Would like to point out that I hope Milan signed Kai Havertz, to be honest. Oh, I pointed, out, I pointed out that they signed Tamori, and he's like, no, nah, he's not a Chelsea player. Would love for them to sign Kai That'd Havertz. That would be hilarious. I want to say it because Cam's face would be pro. Yeah, bro. He would be so mad. So, Look so at him mad. If people, if Cam will get a tattoo to cover up his um, um, <laughs> Milan tattoo. 
Quite I don't think bit. you would. It's a pretty good tattoo. All right, boys. I um I'm gonna close this out. I think I I enjoyed that. By our best best one yet, banter wise. I thought well, we killed that. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, banter wise, I think it's our best one yet, Jaden. But in terms of our football education, I think we've got a long way to go, and I think all the listeners will probably tell us that. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. With, yeah, uh, especially uh, having Jonesy in here. Oh yeah, Jonesy wasn't the one to question me. <laughs> Jaden, <laughs> we are three blokes in lockdown. If you haven't worked out already, even for the Champions League, we have next to no idea what we're banging on about. We're just here for some banner and beers. We'll see you next time from the spot.